0: Hello and welcome once again. What's up, Face Off fans and Schmodown Stands? We are back to break down all the movie trivia news that's fit to print, or in this case, talk a whole lot about. And we're going to talk about so many things this week. I'm joined by the Gleesome threesome. Ryan is not here today, but I am the elk. And of course, Keith is here with all the numbers, the breakdowns, and everything about the matches. Our super producer, CB, is in the house as we look at Elena Jordan versus Brother Lomas. That's right. An FCL debut happening in the Schmodown. And will this be a holy punishment for Brother Lomas, or will he take home the victory for his team, for his faction? We're going to talk about that one. And we're also going to talk about Rick Raddis versus Ben Bateman, Who could manage this sort of chaos? That's right. A special manager for Ben Bateman, and he's got something special going on as well. The real question this week is, of course, where's the bongos as we have some great matches, some great trivia, and we're going to get you everything you need to know about this week in the Schmodown. And hello, fans. Thank you once again for joining us. Your support is always appreciated. And I know you're here to see me, the Elk, but of course, I'm joined by two other individuals this week. We've got Keith here. Keith, how you doing today?
1: It's a pleasure to always be in the, the, the company of greatness such as yourself. So really, I, I should be thanking you for being here, Elk, more so than me being here.
0: Finally, we're learning some things here at This Weekend, and our super producer himself, he doesn't always grace the screen, but when he does, your reaction is most likely, okay. Welcome back to the show, at least this part of the show. CB, how you been, CB?
2: Okay. Um, it's great. It's uh, It's been a long time. It's been two weeks since I've been on, so it's nice to be back, uh, ready to talk all this uh, craziness with you.
0: There was some craziness this week, and CB, you definitely do sound okay today, I must say. (laughs) It is great to have you both here, and we've got an exciting week of Schmodown action to talk about. As mentioned, we have an FCL debut. I know that's got to make both of you guys happy. Elena Jordan, always a perennial fan favorite in the FCL. Now, racking up those pun points here in the Schmodown, Keith, what did you think of Elena's first time out?
1: And it's it's great to see. Um, I think you know we've had a, obviously a few FCL people cross over and their characters have changed. I think the nice thing and something we can kind of build on, and develop on, when we are kind of talk about a match. But it was nice to see the, the same character go through from like an audience point of view, so that the consistency of person is there. But it was really fun to see her pop up, and it's always entertaining when she's on screen.
0: Yes, absolutely. It was fun to see her face off against Brother Lomas. He brings up the good work and then good word. I'm sorry. And then she twists it into some sort of unholy pun abomination. CB, I know you always enjoyed Elena Jordan and her infectious energy, which, of course, I was not as much of a fan of. But was it nice to see Elena come back? And do you think this might mean we will see some more FCL competitors popping up on our screens in the future?
2: Uh, well, I certainly hope so when it comes to that last part. And it was uh, great to have Elena uh, back in the snowdown so quickly after obviously we see in the FCL last year, and she did yeah, relatively well. So it's great to have her back in the uh, puns. I love the puns. So what was there to complain about? What well, think?
0: we are always thrilled to see more FCL faces popping up. Maybe we'll have to talk to some of our FCL friends, see what they think about the appearance of Elena Jordan and whether or not any of them may be making an appearance. We'll get on that one. We'll get all the news and we'll bring it back to you guys. Don't worry about that. But of course, Elena Jordan versus Brother Loma is not the only matchup happening this week in the Schmodown. Yes, it's very interesting. It's great to see two competitors really making a name for themselves on that stage. But we have a newbie versus whatever you call Ben Bateman at this point. Veteran, I guess, was the term they would like. And they're going to be facing off for Ben Bateman to continue on a bit of a run. He started this season off great. He's got a victory under his belt. And he's got not only one of the greatest competitors of all time, one of the greatest announcers of all time, of course, all this, discluding myself, one of the greatest teammates he has ever had and the Schmodown has ever seen. Big personality, dastardly, debonair, I don't care what you call him, but it's Drew Guy walking out with Ben, the boss, Bateman, I mean, the team action energy is there. How do you feel when you see these two guys come out of that curtain together, boys? TV. It was
2: fantastic, wasn't it? Um, it's awesome to have them back. And obviously, like you said one of the best competitors with Drew. I think is it Keith? You said he's the best player to never, never win a belt. Is that, I, I stand I by this
1: one hundred percent. Still stand by that. By stand number, by that? Six yeah, so was,
2: it's great. It's, it was great to have them back anyway, uh, even if it was just for this one match.
0: Well,
2: yeah. at two ma- these two weeks.
1: He's, he's unbelievable on the mic he's unbelievable in person yeah. character entertainment he just takes every single box that you need in the schmo down as, as a competitor as a person as a personality more guy more guy
2: yeah i went straight down the uh, local music store and bought myself a drum as soon as i
0: saw it I thought, okay
2: gotta get me one of those
0: well yes drew guy proving he was a fan of todd Rundgren as when he doesn't want to work on the desk he does bang on his drum all day and he did it for ben the boss bateman this week I know that you guys know what I think of Drew Guy. He shares a name with a great one. He shares some of the same wonderful personality traits, the things that make people love me and love Drew Guy. But most of all, and you guys know this is going to come out there, it's nice to see some people really being dastardly. Yes, that's his nickname, but they can play it up. They can be out there with the best of them. The mind games are in full force. And as far as strategy and the Schmodown goes, Nobody plays the mind games better than Ben, the boss, Bateman, with Drew Guy at his side, looking pretty unstoppable going into this matchup, but he's facing off against what some would say is one of the more promising rookies of the Schmodown. Yes, he's been around for a while, but he's only got a few matches. However, that has left him as, he said it himself, and I'll back him up, the greatest 3-0 and competitor in the Schmodown. I mean, these are some great matches we've got this week, and I know we're going to be seeing a lot more of at least a few of these competitors soon, but... When you initially saw this card, CB, were you excited when you saw these people coming up? Was this to you like a really solid Schmodown card?
2: Um, it was well, it's a surprising card in a, in a way. Well, obviously I've not been on the last two weeks. I do not really get to talk about everything that happened with Bateman's Challenge last week. But Bateman's Challenge 2, Rick, in the, to start with, that was a kind of a surprise. I didn't see it going that way. When it came to, obviously, Team Action versus... Uh, what, were they, what was the name? The reckoning.
1: The reckoning, yeah.
2: The reckoning, yeah. Uh, I honestly didn't know which way I was gonna go because Drew's been out of the game for a little while. I didn't know how he's been going with his uh movie trivia side of things. He's just been announcing, but you know, last week they showed what their team match and has still, still got the stuff, and they've been uh, himself this uh match with Rick uh this week. So yeah, it's a great card. Enjoyed it thoroughly.
0: Absolutely. We've got some great people doing some good things so far in the on this year, as I said, certainly hoping to see more FCL flavor. That would be great. We know these people, we love them, and we would love to see some of them making some debuts in the near future. But I was very excited about Elena Jordan. I will admit and you guys have heard me say this. Elena Jordan, not the greatest statistical competitor in the FCL. Few questions missed here and there. But she's always on the game that she wants to play, racking up those pun points. Won't necessarily net you a victory in the schmodown But on a personal level, she is certainly achieving all of her goals. And someone who knows about that inner peace, that personal satisfaction, Brother Lomas out there preaching the good word to the world. On top of that, we've got the Rager looking to go 4-0. And Ben, the boss Bateman, who has some losses, mostly against some of the greatest competitors in the Schmodown, looking to make his name early in the season, stake his claim, and move forward towards, I don't know, a title run, maybe some big-name matches against top-tier players this is very, very exciting stuff. And, of course, we're going to break down everything that happened in all of these matches for you. We're going to talk Elena Jordan versus Brother Lomas, and we are going to talk about Rick Raddis versus Ben Bateman. And for all the details of all the matches that happened this week in the Schmodown, we turn it over, of course, to Keith. <laughs>
1: Let's get into this guys uh, Undercard of Titans Elena Jordan blur, Brother Lomas Making his debut in IG A very strange uh, scene Set up by Harloff You know Elena needed a match He needed a match So let's have a match IG Here we go Round 1 9-5 to Lomas A strong strong backing up From the previous week In a different division Missing only one question In the Spider-Man question uh, Not knowing Risa fans I think he said Reese Irfan Or something Forgot the yes At the end of it Elena uh, Only five points Coming in at, at half of the, the round Missing a couple of questions here and there, always bringing in the puns, always bringing in the energy, though. Uh, coming into round two, Lomas with a four point lead decides to defer to Alana. She spins away from uh, squash buckling adventure, gets Hasbro on her second spin, and unfortunately only goes one for f- one for five here for one point. And this is where kind of the match unfortunately ends pretty quickly here with Lomas stealing five points off her. But it has to be said, like all the time having fun, you know, bringing back this whole idea of, like, in-studio, kind of this ex- energy and excitement that was really, really needed. Lomas, on his first spin, uh, gets Alien Predator, decides to spin away from it, and lands on a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and does what he needs to do to see out the round, see out the match, gets seven points from the four questions asked him. Final score, 21-6. It's a good, strong, solid start for Lomas in his IG career, which was, I don't think any of us you know, in the community would have said Lomas for IG, definitely. Elena, as we said, always bringing the fun, always bringing the puns, even if there is a few small gameplay errors showing up in round two. But ultimately, I think for an undercard match, for a a, a fight that was going to happen afterwards in Bateman and Rat, I think this is exactly what you need energy-wise to get the levels up for the audience, for everyone in studio on the day. But listen, CB, kick us off. What were your thoughts on this?
2: Um. Yeah, you're right. It was a good energetic match just to get you know get us all rolled up ready for the main event that was coming yes elena didn't have her best day did she or you know not get out of the third round um i do worry sometimes that you know maybe the puns might be getting in the way of the answers but you know also i wouldn't want to change her for anything because i think it's fantastic you know her her attitude her, her just fun demeanor when she's playing is is it's just great. So, um, yeah, it was a unfortunate uh, match for Elena, but it was good fun. Brother Lomas, he did really well. You know, he pretty much did everything he could. He missed a few questions. Um, wh- whether it comes to him actually in the from division, I think I'd like to see him, you know, get into the fifth, uh, third round sort of thing. You know, actually be probably tested a bit more to actually see where he is stacking up compared to some of the other competitors that are out there. But, you know, it was a good match and he, 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 did it. he did his job. He did what he had to do. So,
1: yeah.
0: Elk? Hey, you know, I've thought about this a lot. I was watching this matchup, and CB, I just want to reassure you as a friend, as, you know, someone I've been close to for a while now, you need worry no longer. The puns are absolutely distracting her from her matches. (laughs) It is 100% guaranteed the elk stamp of approval on it. Elena Jordan sometimes focusing a bit too much on those puns, but you may be sitting out there and saying to yourself, hey that's okay. Some people have different goals. Some people play games to challenge themselves. Some people compete just to see how well they'll do or have a good time. And winners play to win, which is what Brother Lomas does today as he steps in, deadly serious. His spelling, J-T-E, levels of awful, but his performance, Quite impressive. IG may stand for in God we trust whatever God it is that brother Lomas is praying to because he definitely knocks it out of the park here. Good answers. He's on the ball and he takes advantage of Keith. I know you saw this and I know you didn't mention it. So I'm going to have to do it for you. A real misplay by Elena Jordan in round number two. The first couple of questions, she has a category she thinks she's going to do well in. They come across the plate, and she does not know the answer. What do you do in this situation? You drop to multiple choice. Elena Jordan so focused on her puns that it seemed like three questions deep in round two when she's really starting to trail before she even remembers that she can ask for the answers to the question. I am surprised that she had so much trouble in this category obviously the Transformers movies I agree with her on, they're garbage, don't bother. But real, real tough round two, and I think even if she could have clawed her way back, those first two questions not going to multiple, and Keith, I want your opinion on this, may have cost her any chance to get back in this matchup.
1: 100%. And I think that there's, you know, you're already down by four coming into the round. You've already given up like a steal straight away. You know, just maybe just, Recenter, refocus, you know, like we, we do it in the when we're on the cricket field a lot when things are going wrong. You kind of just take a minute, take a breather, take a second, kind of reload and go again. And that's like, listen, we're not here to shit on Elena completely, but I, I do think like the this was kind of shown a little bit in her FCL career last year as well, kind of jumping the gun, Um, and I think like what you get in the the entertainment level, you kind of lose out on in in the trivia element, and I think that there's a middle ground for her, I genuinely do, because she has won matches in IG, in in the FCL, she has pulled out big answers, you know, like she was only a question away from taking Chris Adams in singles, you know, and and then that whole season and that whole storyline changes in a completely different way, I think there's a middle ground for Elena she just has to try and find it, and and marry up the the entertainment to the actual gameplay. But again, it's so hard in the moment when you are trying to be one thing to maybe delve away
0: from that as well. So I think it's it's probably a mixture of things. It is true that most people cannot be excellent at everything. And I'd say that the way to get forward in this league for Elena Jordan – I'm not saying take away the energy. Even a cynical, jaded guy like me can look at Elena Jordan and say she's high energy, she's a lot of fun. This is the kind of person you want to hang out with if you're at a bar doing movie trivia. This might not be the person you want to team up with if you're going into the schmodown to compete in movie trivia, at least at this point. Elena Jordan, you may have racked up 20 something odd pun points. I'd say maybe let a few of those fall by the wayside and focus a little more on the points in the match you are involved in at the time. Might help you get a big victory. Either way, no disrespect meant to Elena Jordan. As I said, she seems like such a nice person, although that's not my thing. And it really just rankles me to the very core. Some people do love that, and that's an entertainment that the Schmodown does bring forward for you. So she can keep rolling along that track, but I'd like to see the seriousness, the intent. Chris Barnes, do you think if Elena Jordan buckles down and gets the right trainer, maybe hanging out in the back with someone like as a hypothetical example, a Ben Bateman or a William Bibiani, someone with a lot of knowledge who understands the studying of this game, who understands how to get in that match and use the strategy to their advantage, do you think she could improve into something closer to a top-tier Schmodown player?
2: I don't know. I don't know if she would be able to get to the the, the top, top tier. I mean, but, you know, working with someone like a Bateman or a Bibiani or – anyone else uh of that kind of uh stature is not gonna hurt is it end of the day it's not gonna hurt it's maybe just the case of you know just like you said uh Andrew and I said just maybe let some of those puns go and just actually continue having fun but actually focus she's obviously got a, a pretty decent base knowledge of what's going on there it's just you know maybe there's some deeper cuts he's not uh, not going to get but um I don't know if she'll ever be able to get to the top tier, but hopefully, but you never can never say never, you know, you never say never, because uh, uh, I didn't really think Andrew Guy was much for a player, despite Keith saying he was, but then he uh, did pretty well the other night, and obviously he's beat down well before, so anything can happen.
0: Well, that just goes to show you that everywhere out there, there's someone who doubts a Drew, and you're always (laughs) making a mistake when you do, folks. It was a great matchup, some great questions, including one of my favorite categories. So I will let this one out with a a plaintive cry of "Pizza." pizza. As we move forward into our next matchup for the week, this one is the big one, guys. This is a continuation of last week on Friday Night Titans as we see Ben the Boss Bateman complete with the big board, complete with the bongos, and complete with the baddest in the business, Drew Guy at his side, stepping up and facing off against the greatest 3-0 competitor in Schmodown history. I was sent something that said I have to call him that, so I'm going to continue to do so just so you guys know. Rick i think we've got two great competitors going in i'm very excited about this matchup because radis has been on his game so far getting a lot of points taking those big three victories as mentioned already but ben the boss bateman i think we can all agree on this one never to be underestimated at his worst he plays at a level that some competitors rarely reach ben the boss bateman is one of the most consistent top level performers in the Schmodown, and the reason he hasn't had more success in my opinion is the caliber of opponent with which he tests himself. Ben the Boss Bateman has losses to some of the biggest names in the Schmodown. Will he add another to his list as he goes into the match with this one right here, Rick Raddus? I mean, I know you guys have a lot to say about this match.
1: I'll just to jump off that straight away like 100% agree with you saying because once you climb the mountain you become a champion you're in that kind of top echelon where you're only ever going to be playing top players the whole time there is no more easy paths to titles there's no more easy roads so like even if we think back last year you know Ben came in and he had to take out Riley, Roca and then Irwin to have a chance to get back tomorrow like that's a murder's rush straight away You, you, you know so like to see to go from that to taking on Radis first up this season, I think it was a little bit of a, of a different kind of direction for Ben, but maybe that's uh, more of a reflection of where he is, I suppose, within the rankings, within the system at the moment, and all the other great players that have come in the last year or so. But I think, listen, let's get into this. Bateman Radis, fourteen and nine ticks on the best three and zero player in the league. Uh, Andrew Guy by his side, coming out with the drum. Uh, swapping out the whiteboards just before the match begins. Lomas is there with Radis. Uh, it's pretty much like we were last week with the four guys going at one another. Getting into round one, it ends 10 9 to Radis. Bateman misses the, the Angelina Jolie question and um, of knowing that uh, she was in Troy. Uh, or sorry, not knowing that she was in Troy getting that movie mixed up with it, Alexandra. I believe that's the one with Colin Farrell, isn't it? I could be wrong, yeah, I'll tell you. yeah. Yeah, I think they're both garbage movies, one way or another, so you can't really blame Ben for uh, you know, mixing them up. But Raddus can't hit his bonus uh point question shouldn't uh, uh, not knowing the Joel Schumacher falling down um movie. So 10 9 coming into round two. Raddus, the first of Bateman spins away from Spike Lee, lands on Dreamworks, goes four or five for seven points. Raddus does get the one point steal, which leaves us at six. 16, 11. You have to say at this point Ben's a little bit dicey coming into Radis's spin who spins away from Jimmy Stewart on his first one and lands on 90s and unfortunately this is kind of where the match really turns. Radis goes two for five for three points here and Ben steals on all three questions offered up to him and ending with a 1914 lead after round two and pretty much all the good work that's done in the first half of the match is undone here by Rick unfortunately in that round. Radis then misses his two saying onward and not sold for the Oscar best animated movie in, 2000, in 20, sorry, 2020 and um, he does get his three in, in tom cruise known tropic thunder and then he does push back to bateman on his five in animated knowing the movie ferdinand bateman unfortunately sorry unfortunately for radis but fortunate for himself pulls out the win knowing days of thunder for his two and then getting snatched with the use of a repeat on his three slow rolling as he always does gets the victory moves to 15 and nine I think it's fair to say, guys, the winning and losing the match is the difference in play in round two. And it's I suppose it shows the the levels kind of comes back to what we we're saying at the start of this point that you were making out. Like the way to maneuver a category that maybe isn't exactly your best. Ben goes four for five, gets seven points. Radis goes two for five, gets three. And ultimately, I think that's the, the winning and the losing of this match. But listen, C B take us away.
2: Um when I was editing our show last week, I was actually quite surprised when I heard, Keith. you kind of leaned towards Radus to take this match. I was like, especially with obviously your action background as well. I was like, hmm, that's quite surprising. So I wasn't sure. Then, you know, after that round one, Raddus, well, perfect, minus the bonus. I was like, okay, you know, maybe I should start listening to Keith and his uh, his knowledge. But, um, you know, that round two, it was a rough one for Radus, but it was just kind of a clinic from Bateman in how to play this game like don't when you're playing these top players don't give them a chance to steal anything off you because um they will you know and that's exactly what happened and uh yeah you're right it was that round two that's uh that's done the damage for Radis. I think he's a good player he's got obviously got fantastic knowledge when it comes especially to the round one going uh almost perfect obviously minus the bonus obviously fell off a little bit in round two but that could be the luck of the spin it can be anything but um yeah, he's a, he's a good player there. Maybe just a little bit of work to do. You know, he's 3-1 and one now. Is he the best 3-1 and one player? I don't know. I uh, can't think of who else is a 3-1. and one, But we'll um, have to wait and see where they go. I, I can see, this, obviously, you're going to be a great future for Radice in the Schmodan. And uh, it's like we've been saying, Bankman's one of the best. You know, he's a veteran. It's never going to be easy. But yeah, it was a good match, though. I thoroughly enjoyed it
1: was essentially strategy versus style at the end of the day, 24-22. Bateman gets the job done, but it is round two, I think.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you about round number two. We talk about a lot of things, Keith, and one of the few things that we really align on when we speak, I know you and I, we talk a lot about the strategy, the points, where you can win them and where you can lose them. For us, that's an important component of this game, and round number two is essential because they are a special kind of points. They're big swing points you do not want to give up a point in a matchup like this but you especially don't want to pass it over to your opponent you're not losing one point or two points you're giving up two points or four points in round number two when your opponent is able to steal from you and if i may you know just take advantage of your generosity for a moment keith can you give me ben bateman's record coming into this match again he was 14 and 9 14 and 9 and he's played over 50 matches in total and this right there is the ultimate decision-maker in this match, in my opinion. It's experience. Greatest 3 and one player now, Rick Radis, And uh, CB, I did receive a notice from our legal team. Yes, that is apparently what we're required to call him. I, I don't know who's sending these. They were signed RR. I, I don't know, Richie Rich or something. But in the Schmodown, when you're stepping in and you have 24 40, 50 matches of experience like Ben the Boss Bateman does, you fall behind in round number one, that's okay. You can settle back, you can rely on the knowledge that you know you have, and you can fight hard. You can take advantage of the mistakes of your opponent in that second round and say, I can steal from this guy. I'm ready, I'm waiting, and all I have to do is wait until Mark Ellis says one and give the correct answer and really start to get under his skin Maybe people know Ben Bateman's game at this point, but you still don't necessarily have an answer. If he's getting the questions right and he's coming at you with everything he has, a person with Ben Bateman's strategic mind and his experience in the Schmodown is always going to have a leg up at the beginning of the matchup, at least. Nobly fought by Radis in round one. Obviously, I think all over, he performed pretty darn well here, but you're going up against one of the best. He is a former champ for a reason. He is a headliner for a reason. Ben the boss Bateman, one of the best to play the game. He proves it here again today. And with Drew Guy at his side, it could not have been more entertaining. And we're going to see more of Bateman coming up because I know we've got more matches with Bateman. He seems to be, to me, the center of the beginning of this schmodown season. We're seeing Ben Bateman all over the place. I think this is a push forward for Ben Bateman and I think with the way he's been racking up these wins and the impressive play he's been giving we're going to see a whole lot more of him after that main event for Ben Bateman before we're halfway through the season absolutely you can write it down you can sign it and you can guarantee it's going to happen this is a competitor who knows his stuff and who's going to come in there and take apart anybody who gets in his way because after years of being the second to the best. After years of being the one who didn't get asked to prom, Ben Bateman wants to go back to that big show. He wants to take those belts and he wants to prove to everyone out there just how good he is, which is probably almost as good as he thinks he is. 100%
1: 100% and I think listen before we, we move away from this match and look forward to the, the, the future matches coming up I think that we should take a moment here and appreciate Andrew Guy because obviously we had the post-match interview with, with Jessica and Jessica pretty much straight out asked <laughs> him you know is this you know the the start of the second birth of, of Team Actioners? is this it and it is it is he, retiring he's going back to the desk that's what he loves you know says some really, really emotional, heartfelt things, to, you know, about his time in Down, about, like, what he wants Ben to, to go and achieve and do, you know. And, again, like, we talked about it last week. Like, you can just see and, and tell Guy being an amazing manager. Like, you obviously – at the time that we were recording now, we are able to see the some of the aftershows that have come out. And, you know, let's talk about that challenge in, in question four in the DreamWorks where he comes back and he talks about a question that was too previous to it. And he's outrightly saying, you know, I did that because Ben needed a break. He needed a timeout. I knew I wasn't going to win this challenge, but I knew I needed something for my boy. Like how many, you know, I could think, Levine and maybe Witt off the top of my head would be the only ones who would have that kind of foresight to think about it, you know, and it just what well, we lose in Guy the competitor, we gain so much now in Guy the commentator, Guy guy on the desk and I think, listen, we should really appreciate everything that he has brought for, from that point of view and um, he's been a fantastic advocate for Desmondan and quite rightly, like one of the kind of the top five personalities you think of when you think of the league but listen, CB, Andrew Guy the, the best player to never win a belt what, what do you think? <laughs>
2: Um, you know, I foolishly, as I said earlier, many moons ago, I, I kind of doubted his actual movie knowledge. You no, know, I always used to think he was the weakest player, even though I know when he first come in, it looked like he might've been the strongest player on team action, but you know what? It did not matter anyway. It was, you know, his movie knowledge kind of, even though it was, it turns out it was pretty damn good. It was secondary to, you know, his character and everything else that he just sort of brought to the schmodown anyway. You know, he just gave us such a laugh, you know, and it's just it's gonna be a shame to even though it's good to have him on the desk, and he's been fantastic on the desk. You know, when I see him managing this match, I was like, Oh, is this gonna be is he gonna be Bateman's manager going forward? Is this what we're gonna be getting every Bateman match? And I was like, Please, dear God. Then at the end, he obviously said those nice words, and uh obviously he said he's moving on just to be uh on the desk announced now, which you know, fantastic. At least he's still still gonna be on the uh on our screens, but um, yeah, he's been fantastic, and uh, you know, good luck with him sitting next to baby carrots all day.
1: Elk is the the second best looking Andrew involved in the the Schmodown scene. What, uh, what do you have to say about guy?
0: Well, you know, I could say a lot of things about Drew Guy. I could go on for a while. I could talk about how I went to a live show and I got a chance to actually meet up with Drew Guy and see that the infectious energy that he has is really there. He is, on some level, that person at all times. He's thrilled about movie trivia. He's thrilled about competing. He is someone who takes this sport very seriously. Was he the greatest competitor of all time? Some people would argue that he was not, and there's a lot of big names ahead of him on that list that make a good case. But if you are making the Mount Rushmore for the Schmodown when it comes to personality, big characters, there is nobody in the history of the Schmodown, in my opinion, who has ever done it as well as Andrew Guy. It's a thrill to see him back with Ben Bateman, even if only for a few matches. I look forward to everything we see from him on the desk. But obviously, a little sad is to not see the dog father himself, Drew Guy, continuing to manage his friend Ben Bateman in the ring because he gives us so much to watch, so much to enjoy. That being said, we will still be getting a lot more Drew in the future, which is my favorite thing of all time. So, Andrew Guy, thank you for the return. And you did say some lovely, heartfelt words out there. Looking forward to everything he contributes in the future because, let's face it, guys, whether he competes or he's on the desk, the Schmodon is not getting rid of a guy like well, guy.
1: 100%. Listen, congratulations, Bateman moves on to 15 and nine, 15 singles wins in his career. Absolutely fantastic stuff. So Rager moves now and just kind of turns into the best three and one player of all time. And uh, CB, off the top of my head, I believe Kevin Smith is three and one also. So, you know, maybe there's a, a potential mm-hmm. match coming down the line there. But listen, I, you know, Shimona moves so quickly. And just as we finish one main event, there's almost another one being set up straight away. Adam Witt comes out with Paige for Betty and then pretty much just gives the whole spiel for Betty is on the fan favourites and she wants a, a piece of the action this season. She wants Kalinowski and I think listen, let's look forward to next week in the I'm um, sorry, next week in the Schmoda.
2: Okay, so as Keith previously mentioned, uh, next week on the we have a match between Mike Kanowsky and Paige Frobretti. After at the end of Titans this week, uh, Adam Witt comes out with Paige, announced as a new competitor for the fan favorites. Sorry, I'm confused why it's called Max. They all seem to be heels, but it's fine. Um, guys, what do you think of this matchup coming up? You, which way do you see it going?
0: Uh, um, yeah, Keith. Well. Um... Either of you. It doesn't matter. You know, go for it. All right, all right, all right, if you insist. So we've got two great competitors going into the matchup here. And you have Paige Paige for Betty, who has been obviously very impressive in a couple of her matchups. There's no overlooking what the Boston badass can do. And she has victories over some impressive people, some we might even know. Killer is here to win. Mike the Killer Kalinowski has always been a serious competitor, even when he wasn't racking up the Ws with alarming regularity. Mike Kal- Kalinowski always took the schmodown down very, very seriously. It's obvious to see. And beyond that, what can you say about this guy? I could go on with his accolades for just about ever. Multi-time tag team champion, intergeekdom champion. This is a guy who has competed at the highest level for the singles title and only lost to, you know, those top tier competitors we've talked about so many times. I think this is going to be a matchup that's going to go pretty deep. I do not see any chance of a KO happening, but in the end, as – Ryan would say, if he were here, the greatest faction of all time is corruption. And part of the reason, a big part of the reason, is the killer, Mike Kalinowski. This is somebody going into a matchup against anyone in the Schmodown that it's hard to bet against. If I had to put money down right now, I would say Mike Kalinowski coming away with the victory. But I think Page for Betty is going to take him to the limits on this one.
2: Yeah, I put right. that was... I'm very torn with this. You know, I've been a KO fan. You know, well, to be fair, I was a fan of him before he was even in the Schmodan. I Used to watch DC movie news with him and Roxy and Adam Getter and uh, Johnny Acosta, and I used to enjoy that. And then when he joined the SmackDown, I was like, awesome. Mike's over here now as well. So I've been a Kanowski fan for a long time, corruption fan, uh, obviously, as well. Maybe not so diehard as Ryan, but you know, I'm still a fan. But I think Paige was probably my. Uh, probably favourite rookie, new new, new face from last year. I think she had a fantastic year, you know. It's what three wins and two defeats, I think. But you know, one of her defeats was against Griffin Newman, I believe, in the tournament, which you know he went on to the end up at Spectacular facing off against Marisol. Um her other defeat was, I believe, against it was in her debut, I think, if I remember yeah. rightly. Um so, yeah, she's she actually did a fantastic year, So I don't know which way it's going to go. And I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm not quite sure which way I want it to go. You know, I'm, I know I'm kind of on the fence, but it's just because, you know, I like both. And i like to see Paige, this new face, come in and do well. But also, you know, I've got a lot of love for KO and what he's done in the league in general. So it's tough for me. Keith, what, what say you?
1: i mean listen again like a, it's another week another big hitter has rolled out another big name it's it, it's ko time now for the next while listen we we learned at the start of the show kind of like his path and his future for the next very shannon and, uh, himself found out about uh, the stipulation with shazam obviously we're hearing uh, kevin smith's going to play someone else for the right for a number one contender fight and now he's kicking off his singles career or this season though against page i personally think he's going to blow page out of this i really really do i think he's going to bring ig into it if he doesn't he'd be an idiot but that's just my own opinion um page is decent Page is like middle of the road i think page is a little bit overrated from the bateman win um I think Paige is is very good. Don't get me wrong, but I think Kalinowski should have too much for her, um, and just kind of just kind of have her her, at arm's reach the whole way through. Uh,
0: Yes, yeah, KO the whole way. And I have to ask you, Keith, you brought this up and you mentioned it. Um, what is up with Christian Harloff being so unfair to Shannon Barney and corruption? What is this stipulation? Yeah, Shazam's won a few matches. Oh, boo-hoo, we're the champions and we have to defend against the best competitors again. What's, what's the big deal there? I think this is just ridiculously unfair on the chairman's part. I mean, Shazam, it's the dirtiest, most underhanded shot I've seen taken at a great tag team. Who wants to see Kalinowski and Chance broken up? i certainly don't i want to see them keep competing i want to see them win those belts which they deserve they are incredible competitors and win lose or draw against shazam this breaking up the team thing i just do not agree with it
1: it's very funny you say that because corruption did that to the founding fathers a few seasons ago when they had to play them when they had to play them back to back to back and then they Grace, I believe, was in charge at the time and said that the stipulation was if corruption go 3-0 over the founding fathers, they had to break up. So listen, it's funny how these things just swing back around. I do agree (laughs) with you. I think it's a little bit unfair, but it's the situation we're in. Personally, I'm very, very curious to see what the the fallout of the IG division is because now that we're getting the name check of of Smets going to be in a number one contender shot, who is the other, you know, dance partner? Like, you know, you've got Amaru, uh, Mara, Parker's out there. Does Hannah get another run at this? Who else is going to kind of come out of this? You know, that's kind of the path I'm more interested in. But uh, listen, if they lose, they lose. But isn't it quite funny that corruption has a former single champion on the bench waiting for a new teammate? So I feel like they'd be all right, Elk, one way or another.
2: For me, I think uh I was just I was thinking hard about it, you know, what, what should they do? Because obviously they haven't kind of decided, you know, they Christian's left it with them to decide what to do, but for me, I would like you know, show their metal and just go for it. You know, yes, 100%. Shazam uh, the, are the best team to ever play the game. Obviously, up there with the Patriots, whether they've taken gone past the Patriots yet, I don't know. Not one to judge on or decide on that, but they're up there. So if they can go in there and actually, you know, like, like you said, Keith, if they lose, yeah, they break up. They've got Marisol there needing a teammate, but also Chance and Karnowski, are they're both singles competitors, they're both in a geekdom. They've got plenty of other stuff to worry about and to go for if they want to rather than be in the team's division at all. Um But also, it's that thing, I think the gain from taking the match is just so big, because if they do win, I may be wrong, but this is off the top of my head, will they be the first team to hold the belts three times? Yes. Yes, yeah, See, so that's the thing for them as well to think mm. about. If they go in and get that, take it off Shazam, who's arguably the best team to ever play it. Also be the first team to hold the belts on three separate occasions.
0: You know what you're gonna do. The first Dep- teams to hold the belt on yeah. three separate occasions. Yeah. First team. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but they'd probably same. have to turn around and do it again because Shazam have three defenses in their back pocket. So you would imagine yeah. that they would get an automatic rematch. And so exactly. we're, in, we're into Corruption Shazam 4 or whatever. it is.
0: <laughs> At which point, I mean, I'm going to have to throw it out there. Let's say that happens. The hypothetical comes to pass. And I'll admit it's a tough mountain to climb when you're facing down Shazam. But we go forward, the match happens, and Corruption walks out with the titles. Would it not be the fairest thing to do they get their automatic rematch, but if they lose, Shazam has to break up. Is that not even? Is that not justice in the world of the Schmodown? I mean, I, I
2: think that, that'll that be the corruptionist stipulation to put in there. But I think it's also probably quite heartbreaking for most of the fans and other competitors in the league, to be fair.
0: You know, Keith, you're right. Now that I hear it out loud, when corruption does it, it is a much better idea. <laughs>
1: This is it. But uh, listen, it's it just, it, again, more layers. This season is just going in so many different directions. We genuinely, as the audience, have no idea what's going to come next. That's great.
2: Yeah. And uh, what about the last other scene we saw with uh, Jacoby looking for some mentorship from uh, Matt Riley, who seems to be uh, manifesting his inner Mr. Miyagi or Yoda, I'm not really sure. Or some, I can't think of a gardener that you guys would know. So someone used did some of the tree anyway. So, yeah, what do you think about this?
1: Interesting that he went to Riley, of all people. Um, you know, like we have not this, the first tale of Riley this season. He kind of went out with a whimper last year. Uh, he was in the teens competition. I don't believe he was in the singles tournament last year. Um, it, you know, Riley could have been one of these that kind of just... Took a stage left and and didn't come back this season. Going to be interesting to see him in a kind of a mentorship manager role this year. It's going to be a different kind of view of Mark Riley. But again, this guy's a two-time singles champion. He's played from uh, Team's Belt twice with uh, Clark Wolf and with Ben Bateman. So like you know, Riley's got a lot of big game experience. And if Jacoby can can get some part of of that Riley back away from kind of the foliage and you know his his newfound love of gardening, then. Jacoby's onto a winner here, I think. But uh, Elk, please.
0: Mark Riley, obviously a legend in the Schmodown. Hell, there's an award named after the guy. He was the first champion, really, in the in the era of the Schmodown. He was the guy who brought it all in. And Mark Riley, as a competitor, no disrespect intended, of course, he's always been very interesting. I don't think there's any player who quite fills the role that Mark Riley has. He is, and we all know this, a top tier player on the right day. If the questions fall in the right way, Mark Riley can beat anybody. He's proven this by doing so, as you mentioned on multiple occasions. He's fallen short of a few belts, it's true. But Mark Riley is also a competitor where when he is on, he's one of those top-tier competitors. When he is not, he can drop six or seven points off of his average like that. Gone, out of there, no chance in the matchup. It's happened a couple of times. And I never love to see it, but we all have to accept that reality. Mark Riley at his best is one of the best to ever play the game. Mark Riley at his just okayest, not so much. Still, I think this is a great idea to find someone who can give you that knowledge of being in those number one matches, in those title matches who can give you a here's how you study, here's how you recover from some of the drubbings you might face. You have a bad round, you get over it. He certainly improved in that area when he was with Ben Bateman as part of Who's the Boss. We saw a change in Mark Riley then, and we've seen him bring out that best of himself. Is the Mark Riley who was trying to figure out where Homer Simpson went when he backed up into the bush the correct guy to give that information? At this point, I'm not sure, but after being left high and dry by – one of our favorite people, Nick Harley himself. Jacoby Bancroft does need a hand. And Mark Riley, maybe he's Mr. Miyagi. Maybe not so much, but I'll take a discount, Mr. Miyagi, if I'm on my own. Any help is appreciated. That's what Jacoby needs right now in order to recover, in order to find a direction for himself. Because obviously, you lose your partner unexpectedly. That's going to throw you. That's going to take you out of your game can Mark Riley be the answer for Jacoby? Again, when he stops staring at the bush, we'll find out.
2: I don't know. I, I think uh Riley is the perfect guy to help Jacoby take that dagger out of his back that the despicable Nick Harley left in there last week or the week before, whenever it was. But uh yeah, no, I I think it's a good pairing though between the two of them. So um um, I think we're pretty much there, and we. Is there any anything else you guys want to uh, talk about before Andrew takes us out?
1: Just always a pleasure to be here, CB. Yeah, well, it's it is always a thrill to, to join
0: you. you, gentlemen, here on the on the show. And I just want to say, CB, don't worry, the supply chain shortages—they are worked out. I have contacted Home Depot. We're going to be able to build you a lifeguard chair to go right over that fence any day now.
2: Did I did I sit on the fence today? Oh, yeah, I suppose I did. Yeah. Okay, did. fair enough. Okay, Andrew, take us out for this week.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, fans and friends, thank you once again for joining us. If you're out there and you've enjoyed the show as we break it all down, all the action, all the movie trivia mayhem, please feel free to drop us a comment, a like, reach out to any one of us on social media. If you're one of our FCL friends out there, maybe someone we talked about in the previous iteration of this weekend, which, of course, we all still deeply hope has a chance to return for you soon, FCL 2022, baby. Hey, if you're out there watching, We'd love to hear from you guys as well. If any of you might be interested in popping on and talking, we're seeing some FCL competitors in the Shmodown. We would love to have you on the show. But, of course, we'll always be here breaking it down for you. A super crew of super fans of the Shmodown, including myself. I am the Elk. You can find me online by checking out at K-E-L-K Andrew on Twitter. That's at K-E-L-K Andrew on Twitter. I rarely tweet, but when I do, it's not that interesting. That being said, my co-hosts also are on social media and may have a lot more to say than I do, Keith, tell everybody where you are.
1: Uh, Twitter and Instagram, at KeithClough89. And uh, the height of my social media activity this week was uh, figuring out who Brie Larson is going to be playing in Fast 10.
0: Wow, well, that's, a, that news to be fast, that's yeah. a head-scratcher. I mean, Fast 10, these movies, they're going to be coming out until the end of time, and I think everybody famous is going to be in them eventually. In fact, I heard a casting rumor for Fast 12. It's going to star not only... A great person, but an incredible personality, our very own CB, who you can find online at
2: I'm at uh Twitter, Instagram at Chris Barnes, underscore UK. Uh, I will not be in Fast 12 because uh well no, I just don't want to, to be fair. Um you know, they started. Well, if you if you just told me you're gonna be in Tokyo Drift, i would be not right up for that. Best best fast fruit movie. But um no, yeah, Chris Barnes, underscore UK, Twitter, Instagram. And that's pretty much it.
0: All right, folks. And it has been a pleasure. Once again, feel free to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. We always appreciate it. We hope you've enjoyed the breakdown and we will absolutely be coming back next week to give you all the information you need. We break down the news, the matches and everything else about the Schmodown so you don't end up getting the blindside obligatory Sandy B reference on the way out, folks. It has been a great week. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week when we break down everything this week in the chmod